Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit you like the round thing? Talk Recorded live. Um, praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. Same to you, Pops. Um, we thank the Lord for being on the call and we're waiting for minutes for others to get on. Hello, I was saying that you all have been on for a couple of minutes already? Yes, we've been chatting. Well, you can keep on chatting. Um, Elder Dumas, if you're on the call, would you? Yes, sir. Would you open up with prayer, please? Yes, sir. Precious Father, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this moment. For the round table, thank you for each and every one has some of themselves that we may hear your word and apply your word to our hearts, to our mind, to our spirit. Oh God, we thank you for everything that you have been to us this day. Ask you to bless, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Whatever we stand in need of, Lord, you say you will supply our ever need. We count it done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, and thank God. Uh, I hope everybody can hear me. I have the phone down, and it's on speaker. We give the Lord uh, praise, honor, and glory. Thank him for um, life. Thank him for being the source of our life. And and uh, we thank the Lord for uh, this new year and the opportunity uh, to share on the roundtable. And we appreciate everybody that's on the um, uh, on the call at this time, I'm going to uh, uh, do a little uh, talk here, share a little bit, and uh, at, at the end, um, let's have some interaction and uh, let our interaction be focused on uh, the subject matter that I'm going to bring forth uh, to you this evening. Uh, we thank the Lord for uh, last uh, Thursday, I believe, um, prophecy that uh, spoke to us um, concerning um, Elijah uh, there, that juniper tree, and uh, we thank the Lord for it being uh, very uh, edifying 
Um, so um, just glad to have everybody on the call this time. I see a couple of people here in Cleveland, and, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to go by first names here for a moment. All right, uh, please. I don't uh, intend on uh, being disrespectful. We um, thank the Lord for Eliza and Deneen and Yvette, the Elder Dumas, and uh, Apostle Shank, and um, somebody else here in Cleveland. I don't know. Who else do we have here in Cleveland that's on the call? Is there somebody else in Cleveland that's on the call? All right. Uh, nevertheless, um, thank the Lord for you, uh, Dr. Shaw. I want to um, talk about uh, tonight uh, something that... Uh, that pertains to ministry, and uh, even if you want to um, write, uh, take a few notes, you, you can if you're in a particular place. Um, it is, uh, I'm going to be reading something out of Ephesians chapter 4, and the purpose of the fivefold uh, ministry, the reason why uh, the Lord instituted it in the uh, in the Bible, so allow me um, uh, read here. And as I said before, uh, I'll probably just speak uh, in 15 minutes, and then we'll have some interaction. And uh, I'm asking everybody, let's just stick to the um, uh, subject matter, unless of course the Spirit of the Lord directs us away uh, from it. Uh, Ephesians chapter four, it says. And he, God himself, and I'm reading in the New King James Version, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, edifying of the body of Christ. Now, um, a lot of people stop right there and say that that's the function of the um, of fivefold ministry in the uh, uh, in the body of Christ, uh, some people say it's just for the equipping, the saints' work of the ministry to find the body of Christ. But there's another uh, uh, realm that the Lord wants us to, uh, that he wants to accomplish through his uh, body. And he says the duration, the duration of the fivefold ministry, the duration of this ministry is until... We all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be tossed to and fro and carried about with every one of doctrine by the trickery of men and cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. This is New King James Version. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is ahead, Christ. And notice it says, may grow up. So I'm going to talk about spiritual maturity. That's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about uh, stages of uh, growth. And if you've been in uh, church in, uh, amongst the people of God for any amount of time, you'll notice that people are at different stages of their growth. And 
and uh, it says, from whom the whole body jointly fit together by every joint supplies according to the effectual working by which every part does its share causes the body to edify itself in love. And so uh, the fivefold ministry is supposed to um, uh, bring edification, maturity, um, etc., and it's supposed to uh, be effective as a Lord's tool to bring people to maturity. So I'm going to talk about five different um, uh, stages of Christian growth from an author that I have here. And uh, he has, uh, uh, he shares, and I'm not going to go into it, uh, various places in the New Testament where uh, the Greek Greek words are talking about different stages in um, Christians' lives. I think everybody would agree that everybody that's born again, everybody that uh, receives a new birth, receives salvation in Christ, is born a babe, a babe in Christ. And um, so I'm going to talk about these stages and... um, a few characteristics of them. And so the um, baby stage, when a person's first first born, uh, when it's, they are, they are carnal. Um, so we hear in scripture, we, we know in scripture, um, I think that's uh, 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 Prophet Blue is on the call, I think. But uh, we know in, in Scripture that the Bible speaks about carnal saints, specifically in First uh, Corinthians. So when saints are first born, the born is bathed in Christ. And what's what's their um, uh, potential? What's the characteristic? Uh, as we read in Ephesians four fourteen, um, Paul did not want the saints to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You know, everything every seems like everything new that comes on somebody's trying to go after uh that new thing. But um uh, b- babes have to have uh guidelines. They have to uh be watched. And um babes certainly can uh uh, uh praise God uh, but they're unskillful in the word, and uh, they're easily tossed to and fro. They're they're babes. They're babes in Christ, and so they need help. And that's the lowest uh, stage, and that it's it's synonymous with uh, uh, earthly um, uh, families. When you have a babe, you have to you have to feed the babe milk. You can't uh, take a baby and, and go to McDonald's and feed the baby. At McDonald's, you know, you can't take them to a steakhouse and let them eat a steak. They're on baby food. They're on formula. They're uh, uh, they're receiving, um, and and you have to be and you have to be patient with babes. Um, the idea, of course, for a natural baby is that you have an expectation that the child's going to grow, and so when a saint is uh, saved, when, uh, when a person becomes saved, there's an expectation for them to grow. 
and uh, for us not to be uh, babes, you know, after five years, after uh, ten years, et cetera. You're not supposed to be uh, so um, sensitive. You know, a lot of times you have saints that are very sensitive. Feelings are very easily uh, hurt and whatever. And sometimes, you know, uh, I'll just say this. If you're in ministry, uh, you better have some tough skin. Um, you know, hopefully you're you're not sensitive because you're going to experience rejection and and uh, all kinds of uh, scenarios. But you have a mandate, and that's to uh, uh, do the Lord's uh, bidding. There's a second. There's a second. The first. The first stage. Uh, the word. The word in the Greek. I, I just give this to you in case somebody wants to write it and look it up. It's called Nepios. N-E-P-I-O-S. Uh, that's uh, the equivalent of uh, um, uh, in the strong, it means not speaking. Uh, uh, babes have to learn how to talk. Uh, they have to learn how to communicate and so on and so forth. The second stage is um, is equivalent to a, a toddler, if you will. And the word is P-A-I-D-I-O-N. It's equivalent of a little child from maybe two to ten years old. Now, you, you know toddlers are pretty busy. And um, uh, this, this word uh, means that uh, the individual is learning how to, uh, they're learning how to pray. They're learning how to uh, become intimate and in knowing uh, God. And uh, this stage, they... Uh, the author here says uh, that at this stage that they should be under, under the teaching of a spiritual father. And uh, that word for spiritual father in the Greek is pater, P-A-T-E-R. Uh, so you have the baby stage, you have this toddler stage, and uh, now, you know, uh, we progressively move on and uh, we're talking about these uh, realms of uh, uh, church church growth. Th- this gets very interesting. Uh, next, you have the qu- equivalent of an older uh, child, and in the in the in Strong's, uh, everybody you know everybody should either have a, a Strong's concordance or one on your computer. So you can look up words in scripture as you study to see what the original meaning is. And uh, this word is T-E-K-N-O-N, and it means son or daughter. Now, uh, we're used to this. We're used to calling uh, uh, saints uh, uh, sons or daughters in the Lord, for example. So what's what's uh, indicative of this stage? This stage is... Uh, more like a 10 to 17 year old uh, a teenager uh, if you will and uh, this at this stage the child of God is supposed to be actively seeking the Lord for themselves um, uh, they're um, learning how to live right they're learning how to love each other they're learning how to say uh, yes to righteousness no to sin um, 
they're um, they're attempting to uh, allow Christ to be formed in them, and so um, uh, at this stage, a son and daughter, uh, they're still under guidance, but they they begin to seeking God uh, for themselves, and at this stage, according to this writer, they need to be under a spiritual a father, which is in the Greek, a pater, P-A-T-E-R. And, and what that, uh, and the reason why I think the author is saying this is because everybody should have some kind of accountability. Um, uh, if there's anybody on the call here right now, and you have a young child, for example, I think Prophecy Vet has a young child. Well, that young child is not left alone at home to cook for itself, uh, um, you know, get iron their own clothes, drive to school, and whatever. They're not at that age yet, so they they need guidance. They need uh, help. And uh, stage four, uh, this is the equivalent of a, a young man or woman uh, up to 40 years old. And, you know, we say that that person's grown, but there's another stage after this. And um, this at this stage, uh, this person is supposed to be able to uh, 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 see visions. They're, a, they're supposed to be able to uh, operate in ministry. Uh, they're supposed to be able to be strong in the Lord and uh, uh, engage in uh, spiritual warfare. Um, um, at, at this stage, uh, as I said, they're serving in ministry. They're actively functioning uh, in ministry. Uh, remember, uh, at 40 years old was when God called uh, Moses, and yet uh, it's another 40 years old before he actually uh, moves forth into uh, ministry. So you got four stages here. you got the baby, you got the toddler, you got the son or daughter, and now you got the um, uh, the equivalent of a young man or young woman in the Lord that's actively uh, uh, functioning in ministry that God is using, that's probably prophesying, that's probably preaching, that's probably serving as a deacon or uh, serving in eldership and whatever. And so this author has one final um, um, stage, and this pertains to this pertains to spiritual growth, because before I, before I read this, remember I read in Ephesians chapter 4, the beginning, fivefold ministry, apostolic ministry, uh, is so that, amen, uh, uh, we equip the saints for work of the ministry, edifying of the body of Christ, uh, and uh, uh, so on and so forth, and, uh, uh, and, and for maturity. And the word equip in the Greek actually means, and I'm not reading, reading notes now, uh, the word equip in the Greek, the, he, the, the Hebrew understanding of equipping was uh, to do as I do. Uh, so to equip somebody, the, their main teaching was to see you do it. Uh, when I was ministering someplace on New Year's uh, morning, um, I was talking about this, that Jesus went and uh, chose his disciples, and he said, follow me. 
and the word follow me uh, in the Hebraic understanding is the same idea. He said, follow me. I want you to come with me. And for three and a half years, I want to show you how you're supposed to function and operate in the kingdom. And uh, they watched him. Uh, They didn't go to seminaries. Uh, They didn't have prophetic schools. They were with Jesus and they watched him. So we have a responsibility in ministry to prepare people uh, to become mature in Christ. And the primary example is they're going to watch you. They want to see, they have to see Christ in you. Uh, They have to see Holy Spirit in you, uh, the anointing in you uh, functioning. So this final um, stage is uh, H-U-I-O-S, Huios. And uh, in Strong's, it means mature relationship with God. And this this is not gender specific. This is male, female, female, male. He's talking about mature relationship with God. And so mature people, what are the characteristics of mature people? They're led by the Spirit of God. One of the things that I've uh, uh, noticed uh, over the years that I've been in ministry and the years I've been saved and even in my own life is that a lot of times we're led by how we feel, by our emotions, or we're led by how other people's, uh, other people's opinions. But a mature child of God uh, is led by the Spirit. Um, mature people are peacemakers. Um, um, mature people uh, uh, love their, uh, you know, the, you know, you all, you're, when things happen, we we go for we go for uh, 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 peace, and so um, the the uh, uh, the mature person. Uh, is what God is looking for us to uh, grow into by his spirit. And um, um, thank God for you, uh, 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 Prophet uh, Blue. Hope you can hear me. If you can hear me, Prophet Blue, can you can you just say yes? Yes. Amen. God bless you. And uh, finally, um, um, there is a sixth stage, and the sixth, the sixth stage is the fifth stage was mature, a mature saint, and the sixth stage is is what's called a mother or father. The term we use, a mother or father in the Lord. Um, um, in in actually in the Strong's, in Strong's concordance, it means mother or father, and. Um, you you know there's a there's a, a great use now uh, in uh, the body of Christ of the terminology spiritual mothers spiritual fathers apostolic fathers you know um, covering uh, there's a great use of the uh, word of covering a lot of people don't believe that uh, that you should have a covering. Um, but uh, biblically speaking, it's supported. So what's what's the what's a mother or father uh, in the Lord? As I said, they're supposed to know God. They're supposed to have an intimate knowledge of God's ways. Of God's ways. The Bible says, 
that Moses knew God's, he knew God and he knew God's ways. And uh, a lot of times when, uh, when you're at this stage and you see people's uh, activities, how they do things, you can tell that's not of God. God would not do that. God does not condone this type of behavior. Um, and uh, at, th- at this stage, the pater, the mother, father, the covering stage, they're supposed to, uh, this author says here, they're supposed to help the, the ones under them um, to grow in Christ. And sometimes they work uh, as a mentor uh, for um, other individuals. They're supposed to um, uh, exhort and to uh, encourage, you know, believers. And uh, one of my, um, in EMFI, for example, uh, one of my one of my challenges that I find is uh, there are leaders, uh, yesterday we actually put a map up in the uh, uh, back of the church, a map of the United States and the Caribbean and, and uh, Mexico, and uh, we showed where every ministry was uh, on the map. But my challenge is that though people, the, there are different people in the leadership, I know that there's yet different stages everybody's not at the same place and so I I, my challenge is to uh, have to deal with people where they are and attempt to uh, help them to get to where they should be while at the same time I'm dealing with myself <laughs> uh, y'all, y'all don't hear what I'm saying um, Amen. And uh, um, so, uh, even on this call right now, you know, I recognize when I'm talking about um, maybe uh, you know fivefold ministry, uh, what we call apostolic ministry, whatever that uh, different people might have uh, different uh, knowledge of uh, what I'm referring to. You know, why I keep going to. Ephesians chapter 4. I understand that Ephesians chapter 4 is not the whole Bible, but specifically, God gives a strategy in Ephesians 4 for the maturity of the body and to bring the body into the fullness of the stature of Christ where it edifies each other in love. And uh, that's a strategy God has. And uh, um, so we have different stages here. And um, uh, if you've ever had children and your children were at a certain age, but then they start acting like they were younger, let's say you had a 25-year-old, but they start acting like they were 13 uh, for whatever reason. Uh, Sometimes that happens spiritually where people you (laughs) – where people have – uh, 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 issue and uh, they revert back to acting younger than they uh, are. Uh, for example, 
prophecy vet was talking about Elijah last week under that juniper uh, tree, and uh, he was he was not acting there uh, in his maturity. He was not he was not acting there as a as a uh, spiritual father of Israel. Uh, and and the reason one, there's, she, she explained the reasons why. So it's possible that people sometimes don't. Uh, their behavior, their actions are not in the position that they should be in. So we have a responsibility to understand at what stage people are in in their walk with the Lord and to try to help them to grow up, to uh, mature in Christ. If you're in a ministry, and I hope everybody's in the ministry, I know everybody's in the ministry here, if you're with a if you're under a covering, if you have a leader, a pastor, whatever, uh, the responsibility uh, is for uh, the leadership to uh, bring you up, to bring you up in Christ. To uh, and and it can only be done by the help of the Lord, by the help of the Holy Spirit. So again, let me just uh, say these uh, real real fast, and we can engage in a conversation and then about nine o'clock we're going to uh, get off uh first of all the first stage was uh the baby stage the second which was the stage of carnality the second stage was uh the uh, child stage or the immature stage when you're immature that doesn't mean you're a babe uh, uh children are just children but then there's immaturity and then uh, the next stage was um, uh, son or daughter. The next stage was, um, you know, a strong uh, young man or young woman. The next next stage was a mature son or mature daughter. And then finally, um, you came to a father in the Lord or a mother in the Lord. And uh, 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 this is that type was, uh, for example, a Peter in Scripture or a Paul in, in Scripture or uh, an Aquila or Priscilla who took uh, a Paul's to the side and uh, helped him to understand the Scriptures better without pushing him away. You know, a lot of times when we bring uh, maturity, if you're mature... Yeah. If if you're if you're spiritually mature and you bring correction to people, you won't push them away. You'll help them. Immature people who are trying to help people may hurt them and cause them what to leave the church. So, um, just wanted to talk to you tonight about different stages and uh, the idea that the Lord wants um, uh, us to grow up in maturity, uh, in love. And let's open this up for any questions or discussion. So anybody, thank God for your listening to me. Anyone? Everybody speak at the same time. Um, this is Dr. Shaw, Elder Shaw. Yes. Uh as you were going through the different stages of the growth, Christian growth, or the, or the life of a Christian, 
um, it, it just reminds me of the stages of life, uh, the same thing. There are certain, you know, areas, just like you mentioned the first stage, uh, being a babe in Christ was that such as an infant. And then yes. you have the young child, and then you have the teenager, and then you have the young adult. And then right. you have, you know, the same thing applies in life. And, and I look at that as what's up in heaven is also in on earth, and, and how God has his strategy works all the way around. Because as parents, once we get to the final stage, as uh, adults, uh, parents, um, the mother and the father area, uh, any children coming after that, we start all over again with them uh, in their stages, and we work accordingly. And, um, you know, the child progresses, and, you know, from ages uh, infant to six years old, five, six years old, um, those are the foundational stage. That is the foundational stage when a child grasps and gets the foundation of life, learns how to eat, learns how to walk, learns how to talk, and then from that everything is added on and they progress accordingly. So it just brings it back into, you know, it's a spiritual and natural combination since we are in the earth, we're not of the earth, but because we are here, we have to work according, and God has a strategy all set up as such. Yeah, very, you, you articulated that very, uh, very, very well, very well. Uh, anyone else? Well, praise the Lord. Um, this is Ella Dumas. Uh, I thank God for the roundtable, um, uh, talking about material. Um, that um, uh, that we realize that it's responsibility uh, to come uh, calling to God worry. Um, all pastors used to use um, teaching us. Uh, she said, throw, "You have to learn how to eat the fish and throw away the bone." Um, so sometimes that we would go to other churches and. Other places, she says, you may see things that that's things that uh, um, way people teach and what they do. But she said, you have to learn how to eat the fish and throw away the bones. So sometimes, you know that. And I wonder why, you know, that it's not a it's it's not a certain age. Um, we have I'll see, you know that. Uh, Sometimes that we get in a stage that we we're grown, but we're still in that child stage, um, and we're spiritual, but we're still in that child stage of life. Um, but we have to learn that you know to be able to to come out of that stage, uh, be more wise, uh, that we're not. Obeyed no more. That we should be able to to help other, uh, to encourage other. But if you're still in that baby stage, you're not able to encourage somebody because you're still in that that uh, baby stage. That's my thought. Okay, I, w- I want um, when you were talking, uh, Dennis, I wanted to say that. Um, 
what just came to me. You know, if you have a if you have a ministry and you're bringing in uh, people to teach or preach, you know, to your people, uh, and or whatever you're teaching or preaching to them, um, you have to be careful about, uh, uh, you know, knowing what they're going to present to them. Like you said, what you're going to feed the flock, because uh, you want to bring your flock up into uh, maturity. Uh, so uh, I want us to say, uh, just be careful about what you allow your people to eat. Um, and also, uh, we were taught years ago that uh, we had to be careful about visiting, where we visited, wherever we Good went man. to um, hear other people preaching. I don't, I don't condone uh people having the liberty to just go anywhere um, because you don't know what is being uh, taught in that house. And uh, here again, uh, like right now, I'm on a Daniel fast. I'm eating vegetables and fruit. I'm eating healthy food. It's going to bring health to my body. And uh, just be careful about uh, what you're feeding. Uh, allowing uh, yourself to eat on. Who, who else wants to uh, share or discuss? It? Um, I just wanted to ask a question. Yeah. Apostle. Um, sometimes I know uh, maybe with a pastor, um, you know, um, I guess he really has to be spiritual um, when he's over a flock. Um. Because I find a lot of times uh, when you have a mixed multitude in the church uh, or in the building, we're the church, but um, a mixed multitude in the congregation, you know, you have, you know, everybody's not in the same place. And, you know, um, I know the scripture says a babe's desire to sense their milk of the word. Um but then some of us should be eating strong meat, which means maturity. Um, so, um, but then I, I find sometimes um, when, when when that happens, sometimes I'm just saying through sometimes in my experience, um, uh, in order to grow, you got to eat, you got to be fed, and Sometimes you can't go to another level if people are still teaching milk. Okay. Um, What's the question? Well, how do, um, um, I mean, then how can you sometimes, you know, kind of, kind of go on to maturity you know, or how does a pastor decipher? I guess he has to be spiritual and be really led about what to teach and when he teaches when he has a mixed multitude. Because a lot of times, you know, uh, the word of God is the word of God, but you know, like I said, Bay's desire to sense them after the word. But sometimes, when you when you are or getting a little bit more mature in Christ, you know. You want to be eating strong meat so you can become even more mature, mature and be effective. So, how how do you know? Pastors decipher that, you know, decipher that, or how do 
you know, we're talking about growing. So just a question, just a thought. And be specific, what's the question? So how how do um you know, how do how do pastors that, that you know kind of decipher that when they're t- teaching a mixed multitude of, of people because you grow when you eat. So how how does that happen when you have a mixed multitude and and that that you're that you're pastoring or that you're over that you that 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 you know you have some that's babe some that might be coming in and some um, that uh, that you know is on their way to maturity you know how 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 do you balance that meal? Well, uh, the leaders always have to leaders always have to speak what the Holy Spirit directs them to say. And um, if you have uh, people with different stages of growth, which which every congregation has, you may have to break up your, you may have to have a strategy in your ministry that uh, addresses uh, every group, every uh, level. And the, the key is for people to come to it, <laughs> for people to attend to it. For example, the, pri- the one of the primary places of growth in any ministry is in the prayer room, in the secret closet. And, and to get people to come is uh, a key uh, because people will grow as they come in the presence of the Lord. And if you're uh, talking about teaching instruction, um, if somebody's uh, sharing with me right now, if you have a Bible, uh, some kind of Bible study, if you have a Sunday school um, in your uh, ministry, that's why it's broken up into different uh, stages, and uh, so, so that people can eat where they are at the level where they are, and uh, you all, you all. So you can eat and then grow. In he, in Hebrews five, uh, um, I think Paul is the uh, author of Hebrews, and he says, "Though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God." And you and somebody has some um, background noise there. Can you mute? mute? You're not speaking. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you come to need milk and not solid food. And uh, uh, it says solid food belongs to those who are full of age, you know, the mature. Uh, because immature or babes are going to uh, uh, only, they can only consume milk. So you have to have a strategy in your ministry. Uh, and uh, the leader has to know where everybody is. Can you every, can everybody mute if you're not speaking? Can you just mute, please? If you're not speaking, can you mute mute your phone? Uh, so as, as I as I said in the uh, in my 20 minutes of teaching, uh, every leader yeah. has. Every leader has to inquire of God and to uh, know where people are in their uh, uh, stage, spiritual stage of, of growth. Uh, 
and then to uh, deal with them uh, accordingly. Um, I, I think that helps, but uh, certainly uh, every every child of God every child of God needs to every child of God needs to have a time of prayer, a time of uh, reading the Word, you know, and um, what you find one of the reasons why you find immaturity and uh, uh, you know lack of growth for extended periods of time in people's lives is because they don't people don't pray and people don't read the bible yeah people don't people don't people do not read the bible do not get the word in them they attend church but on their own they have no um, time where they're spending personally with god and one of the most dangerous uh uh type of people is to have a, is to have prophetic folks who don't know, who don't pray, and who don't know the word. Anyway, all right. Any, anyone else? I I, okay. I hope I helped. Yes. Anyone else? Um, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Um, I was going back to um uh, when you were talking about the the purpose of the um all five of the ascension gifts um that um a lot of people you said a lot of people stop where it says for the edifying of the body of Christ, but it's also for the purpose of maturity and I was just thinking about um um what happened to a lot of people who are in places where all five of the offices are not being acknowledged, or you're in a place where only pastor, evangelist, and teacher gifts are acknowledged, and the the office of apostle and prophet are not acknowledged. And what really what starts to happen is that a person starts to out outgrow that place because there's nowhere for their gift to even be matured. Yes. Um. So then you have people that they can't get to that point where they're not children because they're not getting the right, they're not getting the right food that they need because there's nobody there to, to, to teach them how to grow in their death. Amen. And and if Jesus said that, um, well, then apostle Paul said that the foundation of the church is built on apostles and prophets. So, um, what happens when an entire ministry is built without that foundation in there? What, what will happen is a person will come in with a prophetic gifting and an apostolic anointing on them, and it will be rejected like a lot of us have experienced. And that's what I experienced a lot here. Um, a lot of these places, they don't even mention fivefold offices by name at all. I mean, it's just like they don't exist, and and I've been in places like that where the the names just don't even exist. Um, it's just non-existent. Um, but the only name that exists is pastor, and the only other names that exist is minister or elder. But no, but there's like, what do you do if 
you're not a pastor or you're not a teacher or you're not an evangelist. You know, what do you do with your gift if you're an apostle and there's nobody there to to encourage you to mature in that gift or you're a prophet and nobody's there to encourage you? Well, you're going to have to go find a place where you can find where that gift is accepted because it, there's going to be a lack if people like like um I, I don't know who that was that just got through speaking about a mixture of people um there's a mixture of gifts in the church and everybody's not a pastor everybody's not a teacher and everybody's not an evangelist so mm-hmm. it, they all five have to be acknowledged and that's why Christ gave all five or else he would not have mentioned um or he would not have created those gifts to begin with if they were not needed. Mm-hmm. Yes, continue. So I just, and I feel like, um, you know, lots of times people say they're for the edification and people feel like, well, you know, pastor can, and teachers and evangelists can do that job. But the foundations of the church was established by the prophets and the apostles. And God also said that when he does a new thing, he reveals it to his prophets. And if that pastor does not have a prophetic gifting, which I, I do believe that all pastors should on some level have a prophetic gifting, but if they're not functioning in any type of prophetic anointing or an apostolic anointing, the, the, the church is only going to grow so far and that's what I've been seeing here, and that's why there's so many churches here. Um, a lot of people are only growing so far because they're not acknowledging all five ascension gifts. So they get to a certain point, and they don't know where else to go. And then people get to a point where they can't grow anymore, so then they just break off, and they start pastoring their own church, and that's probably not what they should be doing either, but they don't know what else to do because they can't find who they are in the ministries where they are. They just know they've outgrown the place. Jesus. Wow, Jesus. So wow. I, I think that that's why Paul was letting us know that um, not only just for the edification, because we have to build each other up, but also so we can't be just being like I've been doing. I've been going to and fro because I have not found a place that will truly allow me to grow. And you will be tossed to and fro. And, you know, people have this term called church hopping, but they don't understand that the reason why people are going and have to keep moving is because they're not finding a place where they can grow into who they are. So they're having an identity crisis, a spiritual identity crisis. I know this is not who I am. I know I, I, know I, I have a prophetic gifting, but there's no one here to not only help me but acknowledge or even say that it exists. And then you got some, the place I, that I, where I was at, and I'm no longer, when I first got there, he had to correct himself cause I, I, because I, I had to say something. I'm like, that, I don't even think that's biblical to say that apostles don't exist. And when I first got there, he said apostles don't exist, and he had to change that. And I think some of that came from being hurt in the past, you know, because people will, you know, abuse those titles. You know, we know that to be true, but that's not a reason to erase them. 
you know, just because of what might be happening in some other places. But to, to say that the apostles don't exist anymore, the 12 are only it, you know, but then how do you explain Paul? You know, a lot of people, they can't explain that. I said, well, how do you explain Paul, who was an apostle? You know, how do you explain Junia? Um, Dunius, it was, um, actually, it is a female apostle. Um, when you study the Greek, um, there is no masculine name, Junius. It is actually Junia, and they just put an S on the end, but there is no masculine of that name whatsoever. That is a female name, and that was a female apostle. So I'm like, you know, so what do you do if you're a female and you're an apostle, and you're in a church where you no nobody even mentions that office? You're going to have to find somewhere else to go because you you're going to get to that point where what you're being fed is it's not going to help you with that apostolic anointing to be sent out or to be to go forth. And if you're a prophet, there's no intercessory ministry there. If there's no acknowledgement like the place I just left. Man. Oh. Yep. I mean, I literally had to ask three times about the intercessory prayer ministry because he didn't see a need for it. Mm. Until he got really attacked real bad one Sunday, and then he saw the need for it and gave him the go-ahead. But it shouldn't have taken that, you know. Like you said about prayer, that a lot of the maturity comes from prayer. Um, Jesus said his house is supposed to be a house of prayer. The church can't grow without prayer. Amen. But Amen. If, we, if we don't have all five offices, people will be scattered. They won't know. Or people will just pull back out because they can't find themselves. Very, very good prophecy, man. Very good. Continue. Yeah. If you, yeah. Keep talking if you want. <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> I mean, I don't want anybody to think I'm bashing yeah. or anything, but I do see the problem when people... Yeah. Don't acknowledge that. That would be like if you're in a place where the pastor of the church doesn't even call himself pastor. He doesn't even mention any of the five gifts, and he just calls everybody, you know, reverend or whatever, and and that's it. Everybody's called reverend. There's no acknowledgement of even the office of pastor. Then what happens when somebody knows deep down inside they should be pastoring a church, and the name, you know, the office is not even acknowledged. He's, you know, your, your, your pastor, you know, is not even calling himself a pastor. You know, so it's, it it kind of makes people confused. Yes, yes. So mm-hmm. probably that, probably that uh, the name of the ministry is what now, please? You're talking about mine yeah. or? Yeah, yeah, it's yours. Oh, um, it's Remnant Warriors Ministries, and that's warrior as in war, <laughs> I-O-R. And I, I asked her to say that because uh, we want to acknowledge her and uh, welcome her to the uh, EMFI family. Amen. That's why, that's why Amen. I said that. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Uh, it's, it's, it's very good, and uh, she was not... She's not bashing. She's telling a uh, spiritual. Yeah. She's telling the truth. Yeah. 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 She's telling the truth. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it just it just shows um, that a lot of times uh, 
the Lord will move you to so you can so you can grow exactly. to get what you need for your for your own personal satisfaction. Uh, right, and, and and the call and, and mantle that's upon is upon your life. And I've taught for years that um the church has sometimes been built on three fingers. The pastor, the evangelist, and the uh teacher and um uh people that were raised up apostolic you know who were you know who who were taught that uh, you know they were baptized in the name of Jesus and et cetera uh they refused um uh believing in apostles and they were very uh, leery uh, if they uh, at all uh, concerning uh, prophets and so what she taught is uh is very uh very true yeah. And I uh, uh, want you to also, uh, she can she can share it herself, uh, uh, share her information on Facebook and whatever. You can see the uh, ministry there. Um, don't want to cut you off. I just wanted to take uh, EMFI commercial break there and just acknowledge uh, acknowledge her and welcome her. Uh, anyone else? Amen. Amen. Well, I think you 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 already stated, Apostle, that um, you know God has a way of leading you to the truth, and the Spirit will lead you and guide you to all truth. And when we have that craving for more, uh, because there's a lot of people that go that route. It's a lot of things like that that happen to a lot of people that they're not acknowledged that they have a purpose, that they're not acknowledged of who they really are and they're not learning or they're not teaching. Um, basic, though, um, the main thing is we do have to continue praying and staying in the Word, and God will thus take you there to the right place and under the right person. Or even your ministry will draw out the truth to the person who is teaching, and perhaps they can get converted into full knowledge with an understanding when we come to them with the word. So the word is so important. Reading the word and praying and asking God to guide you in what you say and how you say it and how you speak to others. Um, you know, and it, it doesn't mean that you're bashing them. It's, the truth hurts sometimes. So most time. So what happens is, you know, that person, the spirit will inevitably uh, speak to that person. If that person is trying to be uh, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, he will come to that understanding. There are some that, you know, may be stubborn and may not come. But, you know, God has a way of moving you in and out. That's the strategic uh, flow of how the spirit moves, and um, like that's why you're here with EMFI. I just want to tap that in too. But you know that that's what I see, and Apostle Griffin just just brought that to light uh, as well. Um, you know, the spirit will bring that forward. So you know, I can relate. I totally can. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Um, do we have Apostle Alonzo on the? On the call? Yes, you do have me on the call. (laughs) 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 Amen, everybody. I'm just, you know, listening. And I'm just going back in my life. I'm just going back and thinking about as you're talking. And um, 
Um, you know, I started at the UPC um, as a young boy, about eight years old I was. And, I mean, God been using me some kind of way. You know, I'm always into intercessory prayer, always praying, always, you know. And I've also seen God use me in, in, in some ways, but he was never recognized, never recognized. And at one stage, somebody told me in the church, a pastor said, hey, you've got a devil. And I said, how could I have a devil when I have a Holy Ghost? <laughs> because mm-hmm. of the things that I was doing. You know, they never understood it. So here I am in a place, and there's something that is happening within me that, or with me, that they never even understood um, mm-hmm. because they never appreciate the fivefold ministries. Yes, they're talking about the pastors and the, the evangelists, and we have the missionaries, and we have the, you know, but that was about it. I never heard about apostles and prophets and so on. If you say you're a prophet, they think you were a revivalist, you know. Um, and um, and then, you know, God took me here to the, to the States, and, um, you know, I'm from Jamaica, for those that don't know me, from the island of Jamaica, came here, and then I was in the church, but it was just, it was all milk. It was all milk, you know. <laughs> and there was no, and when you try to take it to the next level, they said, hey, you want to be the pastor of this church? No, I don't want to be the pastor of the church, but let's take it higher, you know. Mm-hmm. And that never worked out. And then uh, God moved me from there to another place. And when I got there, um, I was looking at people and speaking things into their lives, like, I, you are a prophet. You are, you are, and I'm, I don't know. These things are just coming out of me, you know. But I always live in prayer. I'm always in prayer. And um Amen. And then that also caused a stir there. You know, people get <laughs> became like, oh, what are you trying to do? I'm not trying to do anything. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just here to help, man. Let's take this thing higher. There's more. Don't you see there's more? But they were still stuck at the level. And, and, and until eventually, God allowed me to meet Apostle Griffin, and he saw what was in me that was hidden all along something that was always there that needed to come out. And when he looked at me and said, God gave, is giving you a shepherd's heart, the next step is, you're an apostle. I'm like, excuse me? I can't say that. I'm a Pentecostal. You know, we don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, then, but then, you know, God confirmed it, affirmed it. And even now, there's some folks who are still looking down and saying, oh, he's an apostle. He's an apostle. But you see, God is doing a different work right now. And, and people are become, beginning to appreciate that and begin to, to, to understand what is happening. Um, but, but God will lead you to the person that will pull it out of you, you know. There, there's an Isaac in you that needs to come out. And, and there's a, you know, think about that. And um, you will recognize it and you'll know. You're right. He will speak to his servants, the prophet. You reveal it to them. Jehoshaphat, they're having a battle, you know, First Chronicles 20. And, um, and they're all praying. The Lord didn't speak to the king. He spoke to a young man. I call him a prophet. And he says, if you believe the Lord, you shall be established. And if you believe the word of the prophet, then you shall prosper. So, you know, I'm just kind of paraphrasing there. But that's what it is. And that's how God is functioning in this time and in the season. He will lead you. And you have to understand that when you come in alignment with your father figure, he will pass on that blessing onto you. You have to be aligned with your father, you know. Um, I could go into other things about alignment with father and so on, but God has given me a spiritual father that he can release the gifting that is within me so that I can function and operate in the call that is upon my life. 
And, you know, just to kind of answer some of what was said tonight, because you're wondering what happened when you're at a place where all you're getting is just milk, but there's a greater call upon your life. God will pull you to that place. And God will put the right person in your life to pull out the gifting that is within you. Yes. Amen. Uh, uh, Amen. Apostle Apostle Linville, and to everybody, I want to I want to say one last thing before we before we get off. Uh, Apostle Linville, when you were here the last time, uh, which was uh, maybe what was it three three four weeks ago? Yes. Um, and you remember, um, the Lord said something to you about Georgia. Yes. Well, the individual that uh, that that same day, the individual from uh, that we were uh, uh, with in prayer with, uh, ministering to uh, from Georgia is on this call right now. Wow! Wonderful. Uh, prophecy, prophecy, that. Amen. <laughs> How are you doing, Apostle? <laughs> God bless you, beloved. How are you? Hey, pleasure meeting you. Oh, it's that nice was you a while ago, huh? Wow. <laughs> wow. So here, God is leading you to the right person to pull out that gift within you. Amen. Uh, it's so funny that I didn't. We, I was there in, in Cleveland. And um, the Saturday night, I was in my room, you know, trying to prepare my mind for service on Sunday. And um, I guess you, you were on the line with, uh, with Apostle Griffin and the, and the rest of the crew. And uh, while I was there, I heard the Holy Spirit says, Georgia is opening up, and there's a lady who's going to be calling. And when she calls, accept the call. Go help her. And I'm like, ooh, who's that? Who's coming? And, I, you know, I was kind of like, mm, okay, so I made a mental note of it. I said, okay, God, you know, and I'm thinking all kind of stuff, going to Georgia? <laughs> What's happening mm. here? And then when he said to me Sunday morning, somebody from Georgia, I was like, oh, my God. I started having, goose, you know, goosebumps. I was like, wow, that's kind of quick. <laughs> but I'm so glad that you're on the line. I'm so glad you're here. Listen, this is a father that you need to help pull that, you know, that anointing and the giftings out of you. And whatever it takes, say, we'll be, we're here to help you. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Thank you. Thank you. Praise, Praise God. God. Amen. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't uh, overstep my boundaries. Chief, go ahead and talk. Go ahead and talk. No, go ahead, Apostle. I'm done. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I wanted to just acknowledge uh, that you both were on the, on the call at the same time here. Wow. And uh, we'll, we'll – We'll do some follow up. Amen. We'll, we'll do some follow up here, and um, I, I, I thank God even for all of you that are on the call uh, tonight. Want to say uh, again, Happy New Year to all of you. Um, just wanted to share uh, about uh, these stages of growth. Um, uh, Prophet Blue, Amen. It's good to hear from you. Happy New Year. Uh, happy to you. Thank the Lord for Elder Janine. Um, you know, so, sometimes you know, sometimes people are just uh, they get into your life and they're they're door openers for you. And uh, Elder Janine has uh, allowed me to uh, 
meet some uh, wonderful people as well as others on the call. And we appreciate, amen, all of you. Thank the Lord for you, uh, Elder Dumas in North Carolina. I, I, before I hang up, I want to say that I, I have a little problem, and I want to share what that problem is for quickly. All of you in those southern states, in North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, where you don't have any snow, <laughs> uh, I, got a, I got a problem with y'all. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Elder Janine. I say you got an all. You have an all. <laughs> yeah, I got a. I got a. Yeah. I got a snow all. S N O W all. <laughs> it's about it's about fifteen degrees here and snowing again. Oh my and, god! Uh, wow. Know, so I think I think I think we'll go south. But uh, <laughs> now laugh laugh is a good medicine. Okay. So, <laughs> be, be encouraged. And, I, I forgive you. I forgive you all. I, I forgive you all for living down. Tell you what. Tell you what. Let's just pull you out of there in the month of February. We're having uh, the uh, Gathering of Eagle service down here. So maybe we just need to pull you out and get you some sunshine, you know, in the month of February. <laughs> yes, sir. I can, I, 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 yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. And uh, believe, it, that's believe it or not, Pastor Linville, believe it or not, February is our coldest month. It's not? It is our coldest month in the winter. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Well, okay. Time I, some sunshine. I forgive you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, God bless you all. Thank the Lord for you. I appreciate. I I pray that um, anything that was uh, said and done was uh, helped to encourage and edify us and and, and sharpen us and make us uh, become aware. Uh, stay in prayer, saints, and stay in the presence of the Lord. And I want to bid you uh, uh, a great evening. And I'm going to ask um, uh, Prophet Blue, would you release us in prayer? Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, just for your presence, Lord. We thank you for your power, Lord. We thank you for your awesomeness, oh God, your mercy and your grace, Father. And God, I'm asking you right now, Lord, continue to bless us and keep us, Lord. We thank you for everybody on the round table, God. Thank you just for feasting on your word of God, your thoughts, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we ask that you bless us, God, that we ask that, Lord, that you continue to take us to another dimension, God. Take us, Lord, and and, and God, in the name of Jesus, keep us sound, Father, that we might be effective in your ministry, God, in the name of Jesus, that we might be able, that you might be able to use us, God, to transform people's lives, God, through your word, through your power, through your anointing, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, continue to bless us and keep us. Open up doors, make ways, and continue, Lord God, to keep us in the hollow of your hand, Father, in the name of Jesus. Bless our apostle, God, this round table, and even our sense in my spirit. Ah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is going to be something powerful, God, and this is going to help a lot of people. And I praise you for and I glorify you for, God, in the name of Jesus. As we go our separate ways, oh, God, that we ask that you, Lord, continue to keep us uncovered under your blood, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And bless us mightily and richly in all our steps in your word, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Mighty name of Jesus. God, we love you. We thank you for your grace. Lord, we thank you for your mercy that are renewed every morning, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And God, as we intercede, God, as we, Lord, go before, Lord, in our prayer lives, continue to speak to us and guide us and lead us, oh God. And stir up the gifts that's in us, God. And lead us to the right place, God, in the name of Jesus. That we might be able to be used for your glory. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you tonight. God, we praise and we glorify you tonight because you are worthy to be praised. Oh, God, Lord, in every mantle that's placed upon each one of our lives, oh, God, use us. Don't let us go without power, Lord, without your spirit and without your anointing, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we love you. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes, Thank you,
With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.